0: Welcome to Ed's Not Dead. I'm Robbie Dodd. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. C.H. Siddons.
1: Hey, welcome back. It's only been, you know, eight months.
0: It hasn't been quite that long, but it's close. (laughs) December and Mr. Peter Crable. Hello, Robert. All right. Uh, It's great to see you guys. So good to meet
1: it's so good to meet you. We
0: I we really haven't seen much of each other uh, since December, have we? No, we haven't. Have the three of us been together in person since December? No. No,
2: the whole point of the podcast was for us to get together and talk about education. Correct. It's it's it's
0: but we're here, and as always, Ed's Not Dead is brought to you by Ed's Not Dead Media, full full service educational media company focusing on leadership instruction and 21st century school form. The show still lives. Thanks to our loyal audience. Um, I know that I can speak for both of you because we've shared this with each other that we have had. Um, and it's very nice. Many people <laughs> since December <laughs> ask us about the show and whether it still is alive. Um, so that's always kind of nice. And, and it it's is slightly embarrassing, but it's good. And
1: do you respond by saying uh, Ed's not dead.
0: Yeah, no. No, <laughs> so. I should. That's a good one. I never <laughs> thought of that. Uh yeah, we've 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 had people asking about it. So we're back. Uh this is certainly the most pathetic season we've had of our six seasons. Uh so we will have finished the year having done how many episodes? Four episodes. <laughs> four episodes. Four? Did
2: did we do, uh, four? I thought we did three, but okay. Yeah, I think I this think- is the fourth. Okay. this
0: is the fourth right
1: and i will say episode one two and three of this season were pretty amazing
0: episodes. they were good we and we got we got a lot of great feedback on we did
1: on those episodes we did the superintendent series was a big hit it was a big say. hit and we a, uh we're just we gonna had, get stronger
0: yeah we are uh and this was season six mr crable yeah season, season six, six. yeah so do the math for me i want to say that we started the summer of sixteen, or the summer of seventeen, or the summer of fifteen. I think it
1: was the summer of sixteen. Summer of sixteen. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We've been around. Uh, I don't think so. Seventeen.
1: No. It was twenty seventeen.
0: Twenty seventeen.
1: So either way, we've done a lot of great stuff. And we we're going to continue to do great stuff. We're still the, doing the podcast. We're still here.
0: The show's not going anywhere. Correct. And we're going to have a banner year next year. We're going to we're going to get started. Maybe maybe we can do. If we can get our acts together, we can do a summer episode or we just, we're just going to jump in and
2: we can do our, it. The, the problem was we had a very good strategy If every time we finished an episode, we would get like several episodes on the books. Correct. And yeah. uh,
0: scheduling episodes via text message. is not a very effective strategy. No. And we have to give credit where credit's due. Mr. Mr. Siddons was the one that always kept us on the calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried. Um, this is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at a even the show notes are showing somewhere. They're yeah, right <laughs> we
1: need to we need to revitalize some stuff in the summer just like just like teachers do in their practices. We're going to take a break and come back refreshed. Update that Google Doc. That's right.
0: M- Mr. Siddons, you're the most you're the most connected to the audience. Um have you had people since December asking about us?
1: Uh, yes, many times actually. Yeah. Yes, I've had several folks at school, my school ask me. I've had folks who are communicating on twitter and facebook reach out and ask when we're doing another episode and uh i'm sure people will be excited that we are starting their summer with an episode of ed's not dead to get them really jonesed for for their time off
0: all right so it is june this is a happy time fellas we are uh i think the show will this will this show drop this week mr crable hopefully it's not going to be a highly complex show. It shouldn't require much editing. <laughs> I haven't cussed yet. That's good.
2: <laughs> uh, maybe Friday at the earliest.
0: Okay. That would right. be best case scenario. All right. So we will have just completed the last week of school when our our loyal listeners hear this. Um, it's a celebratory time for, for all of us, for students, parents, and uh, educators. So um, summer's here. Let's talk about. Uh, before we get into my question to start the show off um Mrcrabel's completing his first year as a principal let's hear it from mr yeah. <laughs> he survived yeah oh well, I'm
2: sitting over here yawning off camera <laughs> he's
0: got, so he's got cool. all his evaluations done and he's, yeah. he's had a successful year how do you how do you feel
2: uh good tired um I, I texted Robbie um maybe a month ago. I don't know the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, is there anything worse than May as a principal? <laughs>
1: <sighs>
2: Bad. It was after, you know, all the events and all the night events and all the yeah. day events and, you know, like it's May. So it's the end of the year, but it's like, no, it's really not. No. So you still got six weeks left <sighs> too, too early to start, start looking ahead.
0: May yeah. is May. May is exhausting. Yeah, just in the number of nights being out and all the picnics and celebrations—it's all great stuff. But it's just—it's
2: just it's exhausting. Crazy. It's a lot of—it's right. a lot of um, socializing. Yeah, it's a lot which, of which day- again, like, not, nothing wrong with that. But it's just—it yeah. at least for me, I find it very tiring.
0: Yeah, we know? we know how much you love socializing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Uh, and Mr. Siddons, another year as an administrator. You had That's a good, right. You had a good year.
1: Yeah, it was good. Learned a lot. Uh, I feel like every day I learned something something new. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's been good. My seventh graders are amazing people and I really enjoy them. They're complex and uh, challenging in a lot of ways, but just uh, I'm excited to see what eighth grade brings for them.
2: So right. Casey, in many ways, is the consummate middle child, you know, like his family, his personality, et cetera. Sure. So he has middle middle child seventh graders this year. So and my question: Will he be able to adapt as they do to, to kind of being the the top dogs? They are they are cool. very
1: very sick of me. <laughs> are they? Oh yes, and and you can imagine that I'm I adhere to all school expectations through the end of the year and they're very annoyed by that
0: <laughs> yeah, that is the most unsurprising thing
1: and like <clears throat> and, and i have to like have, you been chan- have
0: you been channeling your inner uncle Jeff edgar with that?
1: oh yes oh yes <laughs> because like i have to think for a minute be like do i tell them that they have to put their backpacks away and i'm like no i'm not going to tell them N- yes i am i am going to tell them because <laughs> damn it that's what we need to do. Yeah. Oh, I got so many side eyes today.
0: So many. Oh, that that's is, good. You just it's like the Baton Death March. All it the is. The they're end. just. <laughs> I might
1: not have any tires by Friday on my car. Uh, they're
0: they're they're going to be fourteen year olds next year. Whoa, I eighth, know it's eighth, crazy. Eighth graders are. I have one living two floors above me. Um, <laughs> they're fourteen year olds are. I think 14 might be the most challenging age K to 12 in public education.
1: Really? See, I I, I guess right now I was thinking seventh grade is, but maybe eighth grade is worse. Why eighth grade?
0: I I don't know. I just, I, I think eighth graders are, they're a little bit, they're in a major holding pattern. Um,
1: They're too cool for school.
0: They're, they're still, they're still they're very, very adolescent. I, I just consider it kind of like the, it is like the punctuated equilibrium time of adolescence. Um, I feel like it doesn't take long 15 to 16 where they start to lose some of the adolescent kinds of trappings. Yeah. yeah. Um, 14, you're still, you're just right in the thick of it. Yeah. And 12 year olds, 12 year olds are early adolescence. Yeah. 14 year olds are just, whew, it's, incre- it's,
1: it's really wild to see how seventh graders begin and how they end because like at the begin, most of sixth grade, they're like, most of them are, ha- are fine to talk with you. Beginning of seventh grade, they're still like, you know, having good conversations as young kids. And by the end of seventh grade, they're just like, I have no time for you. Can, can we, yeah. can we be done with this meeting? Because yeah. I'm done. No, I'm still just, giving a speech. Thank you. <laughs> I'm still lecturing you. Yeah. So my you need to it, My
2: speech isn't <laughs> over yet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you, I told, I was telling a student, I was like, so the answers generally I like are yeses or nos. So I need you to give me. So I, I need you to give me some definitives. I need you to give me a yes or no, and there is a correct answer.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I just know that uh, Mr. Crable and I, for our listeners that don't know, we belong to the same summer pool and um when my dear son and his cohort of 14-year-old friends that summer uh, they the the pool barely survived that summer of the, <laughs> of that half a dozen 14-year-old boys i mean it's uh, just you know it, it can be a it can be a difficult age um, i was
2: i was talking to a colleague who had uh, a sleepover um seventh seven, seven, sorry seventh grade son it had maybe six boys sleepover. They went to a movie beforehand. I was just
0: like, oh, I, I could think of nothing worse. Yeah. You're going to be doing <laughs> it. You've got two boys. Uh, pa-
1: my parents never banana. allowed sleepovers, like like big sleepovers. And I will tell you, I was very resentful of that. But as a, a parent now, like that will never happen. Yeah. So, they will go somewhere else to have a sleepover to some unsuspecting parent. You know, she's like, they broke this. They broke that. Uh, they like, were up till four.
2: Yep. yep. I was like, what time do they go to bed? She's at 3.30. I was like,
1: yep. oh, my, my boy, Aaron, I used to, we used to, he used to have 15 <laughs> kids at his house every August. And we'd have the <laughs> best sleepover ever filled with shenanigans. Uh.
0: All right, so we have two things to talk about. Um, we're going to get to an op-ed in the Washington Post by uh, conservative columnist Hugh Hewitt uh, that is going to rile some people up because we're going to talk about smartphones. Who calls them smartphones? Really? It, yeah. it, it, isn't that what boomers. they're called? Okay, okay boomers. Okay. You smartphones. These smart technologists. But before we get into Hugh Hewitt's article, um, I have one question for you, and then Krable, we can either go to a break after this, um, and come back and talk about Hugh's article, or we can just keep talking until we run out of things to talk
2: about. We'll, we'll keep going because a break would require more editing on okay. my part. So, <laughs> so we're, so we're going to skip that, <laughs> and then
0: we're just going to get to the end and talk about our summer plans, and that'll be the show. Yeah. Um. All right. Are we officially? beyond the worst impacts of the pandemic in education yes crable goes yes what do you say a a definitive yes okay and i'm going to come to you for a why in a second but mr mr Siddons, what do you have to say
1: i'd say no that's a hard no
0: all right so that's a hard no. we have a hard yes crabes why the hard yes
2: I mean where so where we live two this is the completion of two full years back at school um with another let's just call it half a year even though it was a little bit less than that you have many other districts who were back before that I know some were especially late in returning, so two let's just call it two to three years back back to normal um I just don't I'm not sure how long you can kind of hold on to the pandemic as. A reason for anything? I mean, at what point does it does it stop? Where you like the pandemic? The pandemic? Are there issues? Yes. Were there issues before the pandemic? Of course. Were they very similar issues? I would argue, yes. Mm. You know, I work in a middle school. Um, in some maybe smaller, subtle ways, middle schoolers are different, but the basic gist of of who they are is different. You may want to argue that our society has changed um in in ways which was a whole nother discussion i think but i think in general um to look back and say that we're still dealing with effects of the pandemic or anything like that i think we're just back to i don't want to say business as usual but i think we're back to school in a much more recognizable sense of how it was prior to the pandemic
1: Mm. that was a great answer mr crable can you repeat the question (laughs) that means he's zoned uh, down halfway through and the, the answer and, the, <laughs>
0: and the, the operative word in the question mr siddons was worst are we officially beyond True. the worst impacts of the pandemic
1: i i i'm not going to change my answer because that would require me to go from a no to a yes um and i'm just not willing to do that but uh i agree with crable um you know in terms of certainly the worst of it you know we can't keep blaming things in the pandemic but Um, I, I think a lot about like the social emotional impacts on kids and I feel like that stuff is going to take a very long time to truly, uh, unravel for kids. I, I don't know that it's, I don't even know if we know right now how bad it is in a lot of kids, but there, I think teaching has changed dramatically. I don't think we've reset to what it was like before the pandemic, I think it's a lot more hands off. I think it's a lot more reliant on technology in ways that I don't think by and large school teachers and administrators really understand or have had the time to really like drill down and understand. I just don't know that we're there. So
2: I would say I don't
0: don't know if I have an opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris.
2: I, so, I, so on the mental health aspect, I think there's definitely some truth to that, for sure. Um, however, you know, as we're going to discuss in the next segment here about smartphones, I would put a lot of the onus on smart. I, I said smartphones. I apologize. Yeah, um, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Um, but I, I would say that's part of the equation as well. But then on the flip side, I you know what I am personally seeing, with no data to support this, kind of from a macro level though, is more support from schools with therapists, psychologists, social workers, etc., to help deal with some of the fallout. Is it enough? No. Sure. But I think it's much more at the forefront of like what kids need. So I don't think we're going to be backsliding more than we already have. I think. As Robbie said, through the worst of it, I think the worst of it was coming back last year and being hit with a tsunami of kid needs. True. I don't, I don't see it getting anywhere close to that. Yeah, again. that's fair. And then, um, I, I do also happen to agree with you um, in regards to teaching changing in, in primarily in the sense of, as you said, the rel- the reliance, what I would say, the over reliance on technology. Um, as the medium to deliver all instructional materials. And that is the home of, you know, the vast majority of instructional materials as well. And I also don't think that that is a positive change. Yeah. I would say, because I'm a bit of a Luddite as well, that it's once again, the false hope of technology, promising something to make life better and really not changing it whatsoever and just changing the exact same thing that was done before, but using a device that somebody profits
0: off of to to do it. Yeah. And so I, you you mean you mean like the technology that we're using right now to do a podcast that makes us happy <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and very similar and, to that it and, yes. and makes other people happy we think uh I'm
2: referring to like uh using the google suite of uh you know office or whatever to distribute all materials got it
1: yeah yeah, I think it's interesting to see um i i think. I just think there's a lot that we haven't had time or space to, I hate to use the word unpack, but help teachers unpack like how things used to be in education. And I I don't know if that's more of me harking back to when I was in the classroom and feeling nostalgic for that versus what I think kids actually need
0: in the classroom. So is, let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play DA all through this show, I think, tonight. I think that's going to be my role. I think so, <laughs> so, so. is is, <laughs> is staring at a Chromebook, typing in a graphic organizer, or answering questions on a Chromebook any worse than the worksheets we hated in 2015? Is it any worse than the practice books that kids would mindlessly write answers in?
1: No, but what I, I guess, uh, it's just a generalization Crable. I don't know if you're seeing this as well. We're
0: packets is a Chromebook it, works than a packet. No,
1: I, no, of course not. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, a, a more environmentally, arguably environmentally friendly version, especially for p- trees, maybe not for the environment at large, but, uh, it's just a different way of presenting, uh, you know, poor teaching. It can be done on a Chromebook or with worksheets. So I think this is a generalization, but using Chromebooks so pervasively has put up an invisible wall between child and teacher that used to not be there. And it's it, it's the allowance for you to just kind of wing it and just put it, stuff on Chromebooks and not really be more thoughtful about what you're putting in front of kids and how they're going to interact and really dive deep into like, how are kids going to learn what I expect them to learn? I think, I think that's missing.
0: Well, and it it does get to my, not that I coined this phrase, maybe I did, but it does get to the, to my, um, high involvement, low, low. I,
1: I have that. I have that written on a big sticky note in my office on my bookshelf. I will send a picture of it to you tomorrow.
0: Uh, that, that I'm flattered. Um, yeah. I guess I'll try to answer it. I, I think I'm, I'm going to totally waffle. Um, i agree with crable i think the kids are acculturated kind of back to school in a in a productive way they know they schools are running every day kids are coming attendance is still probably a question i would think um i i think a lot of educators would say attendance is a is a is a is still an echo of the yeah. of the pandemic uh, probably a pretty loud echo um but i and, and i think you're right i think the hidden impacts potentially hidden some manifest of of mental health impacts are there um i guess the thing that i i'm not sure whether we're through the worst of it is i i can't put my finger yet on the learning loss piece yeah um i suspect That if you looked at data across the nation, um, just let's take you guys are middle school experts. Uh, My guess is if you looked at middle school math scores, they're probably the lowest they've been ever. Um, So that's not good. Uh, But then again, I say to myself, well, to your point, Crable you know some of these i mean we're educators these are the things we're supposed to do if kids are behind if they struggle we're supposed to teach them and catch them up yep um and there were kids that were behind and struggled pre-pandemic uh so there's just more now um and i have seen some i have seen some positive signs that the school system school systems have tried to be more creative um and nimble at trying to kind of intervene and help students Get caught up um so so i guess i'm i think we're i think we're i guess i would fall on the side of that we're through the worst i made a point when i spoke to seniors this year at graduation i i felt like um i told them that you know a symptom of getting old uh, like me is that you start to think about younger generations as lacking in some way. And I told the kids that I knew this year that they weren't, that they're as talented, creative, courageous, smart as any of their forebears. Um, and because I don't like this theme of the pa- coming out of the pandemic of the kids are somehow less than. Right. They've they've been impacted in this way that they're never going to be the same. Um, I don't know. I mean, they don't have to storm the beach at Normandy. Um, that I mean, right? There's a, a lot of they don't have to go to Vietnam. Um, a lot of generations have had these kinds of things, so I think they're going to be fine. That's that's my.
1: It's it's just going to be a foundational aspect of their young adulthood and adulthood, really. Yeah, it'll be a marker in their development their yeah. life. Yeah. you look at the people that came out of the flu pandemic in the early 1900s and like it took 3 to 5 years to really even begin to come back to normal and they didn't have online school so they just you know you kind of have to keep moving and w- I, I your point about teaching where kids are is so profound it's like w- we can't change what they're bringing to us right. so we have to meet them where they are and that requires a a skilled teacher and a responsive school and and it requires constant monitoring
0: and it's just what good teaching is that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to be able to do that um all right so let's satisfy mr crable's luddite tendencies (laughs) and let's talk about hugh hewitt's piece in the washington post which was gifted to me oh no it froze me out again no here it is you're welcome uh thank you mr Siddons, for sending me the gift of this (laughs) um so anybody that doesn't know hugh hewitt he is a i would say very conservative um columnist uh very good writer, though. Uh, this was from June 9th in the Washington Post. Why we should ban smartphones <laughs> in schools. Um, so uh, he quotes. Who is this guy, Crable? He's a social psychologist, Jonathan Haidt. Yep. Um, who recently published an article, Get Phones Out of Schools Now, that was in the Atlantic. Uh, um Hate writes, the case for phone-free schools is much stronger now. Evidence has lately become clear that phones are adding, addling, I love that, that's such an old person word, (laughs) addling young minds and that there is a causal link between their use and skyrocketing skyrocketing mental health issues among the young. Um, It goes on to say that, so the time is right for parents and educators to ask, should we make the school day phone-free? Would that reduce rates of depression, anxiety, and self harm? Would it improve educational outcomes? And uh, the answer in this is, I believe that the answer to all of these questions is yes. Um, then he, he, you know, true to his, true to form, he takes shots at the educational bureaucracy. Um, it wouldn't be. He, he does a, co- a COVID- school rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does a COVID
1: school shutdown. Yeah, swipe. <laughs>
0: Don't you love words like addling and feckless? Um, (laughs) Sounds uh, like a
1: Chester Finn quote.
0: That does sound a little (laughs) Chester finish. So all children deserve schools that will help them learn, cultivate deep friendships and develop into mentally healthy young adults. So the point here is, is phones in schools are really prohibiting or keeping kids from becoming that. Where do you guys stand on smartphone-free schools?
1: Oh, man.
0: Well, you, you, know where I, you know where I stand. <laughs> I, you get to go first this time, Mr. Sids. I th-
1: I mean, I think it's no question. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, about this article. We were talking about it, and the, I literally do not agree with Hugh Hewitt I probably on anything on this about anything on this earth, and when I saw this article, I was like, "Oh heck yeah, I'm I'm on board." Um, so sorry about the the police that are driving through my neighborhood, but I'm gonna let Crable pick up here. <laughs> yeah, so I th- I think um, there's a couple points that I that you know aside
2: from just the the anti phone hysteria, which. Um, you know, I will willfully admit that I've I've become a part of, and I I I'm, I'm, I don't even like read that much about it. I've I've somehow managed to radicalize myself about this issue. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really sure how that's possible. <laughs> that's really that's yeah.
0: Pretty. I want to know more about that. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, just deep okay. thought radicalization. You know.
0: Okay. All
2: right. Um, but I do think there's a couple studies out there that that um, would point in the favor of doing something. You know, one is the ever increasing body that shows the link between um, cell phones, specifically social media usage, um, and teen depression and anxiety. So, going back to our previous discussion and in, in teen depression and anxiety, some of that certainly happens as a result of the pandemic, you know, just worry about what was going to happen. But then I also think it's factually correct to say that the use of cell phones and social media usage amongst teens is directly related and directly causes those increased levels of anxiety and depression. So not having um, equipment that causes that in school, I'm all for that. They also referenced um, a study, which I did happen to see, where it talked about the effect of smartphones um, on your ability to concentrate. And so what this study measured was we think about smartphones in your hand, right? And you take them out of your pocket and you check the time and you open it for no reason, you check your email compulsively, whatever you do with it. This found that having your smartphone in the same room as you, even if you're not using it, even if it's not on your body, if it's across the room from you, it distracts your attention in the same way as if you were using it. So these devices are very powerful. You know, they're very alluring and, you know, I'm, I'm not immune to that either, but with, our teens and our, you know, above teens or whatever in, in in classes and in schools, they're definitely distracting. Even if they're not using them, so I think that's something to take into account. Last point I'll make has to do with kids' social media usage. I should have done a little bit more research to find the study for you guys, but um, there was a study that came out recently that asked students to uh, self uh, self report on their social media usage and how often they were on a variety of um, social media platforms. And it was essentially a Likert scale of all the time down to like, not at all. So two things came out of that. One, young kids don't use Facebook Two, The other thing, more importantly, that came out is upwards of like seven to 12% are on social media sites constantly. And so this involves outside of school, this involves in school, this involves everything all the way, all the time. So I think that's a problem. Um, now, the last thing I'll say, I see that Casey's moved inside, so he won't be uh, blared out by the siren. <laughs> you know, I'm not so naive to think that cell phones are the reason for whatever, for fill in the blank. You know, even without cell phones, like kids are going to be distracted. Kids are going to kind of do all those things. You know, I just am of the mind that it's it's unnecessary and it's an unnecessary distraction that is not only not helping, but actively harming our kids. Um, and so I'm just not in favor of like promoting them or really allowing them at all in the school. knowing the adverse effects that they have on, on teens.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, i am i am I'm a hundred percent on board on that. I feel like uh, to kind of add a little bit to that, it's like, there's so much that we don't know. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of studies that say that it's directly contributing to depression, anxiety and harm in kids, but like there's, we're, we're basically the cell phone companies and the, the manufacturers of smartphones are basically creating devices that Either they, they certainly know what it's, what it's doing to kids and attention and, and adults alike, but it, it's not something that is, is going to be a very healthy contributor to our school. And I mean, there's nothing, I, I would say like 60 to 70% of behavior issues that I, I experience on a given week stem from some social media interaction that kids had uh, outside of school. And it just doesn't seem like it's, the, the pros to me don't outweigh the cons.
0: But if it's a social media interaction or problem outside of school, what are you going to do about? What are we going to do about that?
1: I mean, it's just like every other societal ill. I mean, there's things that happen where kids get bullied or picked on, or things happen on the ball field or whatever outside of school, and there are impacts that we have to deal with. But like, I I think Crable—that's a
0: that's a parenting problem, right? But I'm saying
1: what I'm saying is Crable's Crable's point about um, if we knew. N- knowing what we know about the impact of smartphones on attention on the mental health and well-being of kids why would we not why wouldn't we not allow them basically
0: why wouldn't we ban why
1: wouldn't we ban them from school sorry yes that was a double negative
0: i don't know something about it doesn't sit right with me i can't i can't figure it out well, maybe this will help you. So, um, that sounded incredibly
2: patronizing. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was a segue of something I was gonna, I was trying to find out a way to bring up because I, I just heard on you know, the radio that, um, Florida starting, I believe, this upcoming school year is, is doing just this is that they, DeSantis signed a law maybe a month ago or whatever banning, um, cell phones in schools. And so, I don't know if this is where you're coming from, but you know there's definitely like a little something big brothery about it. <laughs> and to your point, I think that you were getting at, Robbie, is that okay? You can ban the cell phones in school; it's not, they're not going to magically disappear outside of school. And the issues that are that are potentially occurring, um, you know, via social media or cell phones at large, don't magically disappear just because you get rid of cell phones in schools specifically.
1: Right
0: i i do everything that you guys have said i mean i i am troubled by one maybe it's i'm overly focusing on one word but for surely the bands would raise questions about the hidden harms i i'm i get stuck on that a little bit because why is Hugh hewitt saying the harms are hidden you're saying they're not you're saying they're manifesting themselves studies are saying they're manifesting themselves in various ways
1: well the, I, um, I would say they're they're hidden because the, the social media companies are not publicly availing themselves of, of like sharing their algorithms and sharing the information that's that we know is harming kids like the study that Wall Street Journal did they did a big expose I think two maybe a year and a half ago about Instagram specifically and how it impacts specifically females and, and young adolescent females uh, in terms of how they view their body and body image and, and basically how it has led to a, a tremendous rise in self-harm in, in girls specifically and body image issues. Um, and I, I just, the, the, the phones are specifically designed to hack your brain. And we see that with adults walking down the street with just being in in a line somewhere or in a meeting and people are just checking their phones habitually. Um, And I I just think the damage is just, it's not worth it. One of the things he says in the article is all children deserve schools that will help them learn, cultivate deep friendships and develop into mentally healthy young adults. I think as schools, it's incumbent upon us to create as much as possible an environment that allows kids to learn to create those friendships and develop into healthy young adults in every single way that we can. And if that means that we don't allow cell phones, I, I think I think that's a small price to pay for for making sure that we're doing what we the best we can for kids.
0: So then they, they're not allowed to use a cell phone all through the day. And then what do they do when they go home?
1: Well, I mean, it's just (laughs) like, is that what
0: they do?
1: That's not, well, I, I think, (laughs) I think that's my
0: problem.
1: Well, no, I mean, like we, 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 we don't make that. I'm not, I'm saying this is, this is a legitimate
0: question. Well, are
1: you going to, well, as a high school principal, are you going to, when marijuana is legalized on July one? Uh, for those students who are 18 and older at your school, are we gonna say that they can they can smoke marijuana and come to school? Is that something that we would allow in, in our building? No. Okay. So
0: Mer uh, Merit, I'm I don't know where you're going with this. Merit, smoking weed and looking at a cell phone are not comparable.
1: I disagree in terms drugs, of like man. if you look at the, <laughs> the if you look at the addictive qualities of cell phones and how people are addicted to them I think there is a very very good correlation between illicit drug use and addiction in terms of cell phone use.
0: So let me ask you this then. Let's do a little test.
1: Oh, here we go a test. Okay.
0: <laughs> what would impact So when you're in college Casey and you're stoned, or you have a phone sitting next to you. Yeah. In which way would you have been more effective studying?
1: I think that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> would
0: you be able to study when you were high? I no, you wouldn't. I'll answer the question for you. <laughs> can well, you I, study with a phone sitting next to you?
1: N- yes, you there's, can. No, there's not. There, there's there's. You can equal... do both ineffectively. How about that? That is correct. <laughs> no, you <laughs> cannot. Even having a phone, Craig was just talking about it. They just came out with studies recently that was saying that even just having a phone next to you, even if it's, t- even if it's not turned up and you can't see and all the notifications are on, you're still checking it because you're addicted to it. Uh,
0: okay. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I go in classrooms all the time where I see phones in pocket holders on the wall and I see kids engaged in rigorous learning. And they are not being tortured by the phone 15 feet away from them.
2: You can't see in their brains, man. <laughs> Those are the
0: hidden dangers. <laughs> the hidden dangers. I, I, I kind of like this. You, you still yeah. didn't answer my question. About oh, he's, he's, at, he's not going to, uh, he's not but I kind of like
2: this argument about the cell phone is a drug. <laughs> uh, although I, we're joking about it. I, the, the the prefrontal cortex in the pleasure centers of the brain and the ways in which social media and and phones activate those, it's, you know, it's kind of a joke, but it's also like, oh, maybe. I,
0: oh, I, I, you know, I, I think- listen, I completely agree with that. They, uh, I can't argue with any. I mean, I'm as guilty as anybody standing in line at CVS today to get a prescription. I literally had to control myself from looking at, but getting my phone out of my pocket multiple times to look at it. It's, yeah. it's, it is a humongous distractor. I'm just not sure. I mean, I I don't know. You know, I do. I was half joking, but I do think a question like, "What do kids do when they go home?" What? I, I what, and what? I, and what, I, and I do what, think, I think there's, an, I mean, there there are there are there's a there's. I wonder if there's a limit to you. You guys both know I tend to stay away from all or nothing resolutions in education. I don't I am not an extremist, and I I see banning smartphones from schools as extreme.
1: I think uh, I think uh, in terms of just like the extremist view, I can see where you're coming from with that, but like, I think it's a do- not the wrong question about what about what they what do they do at home. I just feel like it's yet another thing. That schools that are being placed on the shoulders of teachers and administrators in schools that we're not really suited to to figure 100% out
0: hundred percent agree i agree i agree i agree, but i'm not but I'm not sure an extreme response to an extreme problem i i I mean so what do you do with this? There, there's an I, uh, there's
1: an argument to be made, and I don't necessarily agree with it that schools need to allow cell phone use in some capacity because we need to teach kids how to use them responsibly.
0: Are we going to tell not our we, job are we gonna are we gonna tell that
1: I agree that's not our job.
0: Are we gonna tell teachers that they can't stand that they're not allowed to they're not permitted to stand in front of a 17 year olds in their classroom and they can look at their phone, but the 17 year olds have to sit there and white knuckle it. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, mean, is I that, think is I that think, what we're gonna do. I
1: think adults on their cell phones during instruction is not something that should be done.
0: Oh, so we're gonna tell them they can't take out yes. the phones. Also. I think it's I think it's I think we should do an EMP over the school.
1: And just <laughs> I think I think destroy that's, all I the electronics th- unless it's an emergency. I think I think being on at least, and this could just be how I was brought up as an educator. But like being on your cell phone while you're supposed to be teaching kids. And you're scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and okay. getting ready to post on TikTok. So, I think that's not right. The so other Frida, Frida's,
0: Frida's in fourth grade. She's sick. The Get elementary school phone. calls you. Yeah. And now they have to call the main office and they're going to call into your classroom. Mr. Siddons, <laughs> 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 you, you have to come down to take a phone call. Yeah. Like it used to be in the old days. That's yes. how you want it. Okay.
2: Correct. The good old days, Robbie. Come on.
1: I think, um, I think-, I think if you're expected to be teaching children. And you're supposed to be you're supposed to be paying attention to what they're doing, learning, and thinking about throughout that entire period. I don't know how you can do that if you're also on your phone texting.
0: What about the, safety? What about safety and security? I was just about classroom. to say. I mean,
1: I was just about to say the the thing that
2: you would run into because absolutely, it, he, he, it's like, why doesn't the education department just mandate this and tie funding to it? The number of parents. And this is not said disparagingly, but the number of parents that want their kids to have cell phones in the case of, of an emergency, in some cases, probably legitimately, in some cases, maybe not legitimately, I don't know,
0: but they would lose their minds. So now, so, so, I mean, let's be honest.
1: So we're not sen- making sen- decisions based on the best interest of how kids learn. And how they actually
2: we're, on, we're making decisions on parent rights, Casey. That's what we're making decisions <laughs> on. But we
0: but we also also have issues like senseless horrific violence in schools, which which where, are where, where, legitimate. Where, but to where, say
1: that smartphones are going to solve that is uh people not... call
0: you. People use smartphones to call nine one one.
1: I I know, and but I, every I, classroom that I'm I have I've been in has a cell, has a phone in it.
0: Okay. All right. I think you got the last word. <laughs> <laughs> every classroom, year. you're just like that's okay. Invited.
1: That's that's the that's the Josh and Dun- that's the, the end of that. That's segment. the Josh Dunbar way of, of winning every argument that we would have. Where he would be like, "Okay, Jeremy, you're right," <laughs> and it would get him so fired up. It was so funny. <sighs> I I
0: I I was partially just playing da on this. I don't. I honestly though don't know it's, where. It's worth exploring. I, I don't it's know. Worth, I, I, it's a I great. I don't know where discussion. I stand on it. I, it's.
1: I I think I think Robbie, you're in a in a high school i saw a little bit of it uh i think high schools are just in a different world in terms of dealing with it middle school we can still have some onus over restricting it but i don't know i, I don't know the answer to it i just think it's not not great <laughs> all
0: right let's let's um i just the other thing i can't square is that two out of the three of us agree with you, Hewitt. So you have to, both of you have to live with that. Not me.
2: <laughs> I've made my bed. Uh, I, saw, I saw the thing about Florida and DeSantis and I was like, well, look at that. <laughs> There's always common ground to be found. Look at you, Joe Biden.
0: Oh No dude. cell phones. Don't say gay. I mean, it's just, it's a great state. I got a list of books to ban. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are now at the, if anybody and? can tell, this is the third segment of the show. Um only there was and, music
2: to delineate the segments. That's I, right. I, I have to
0: read our 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 sponsor. As always, Ed's Not Dead is brought to you by Ed's Not Dead Media, full service educational media company focusing on leadership, instruction, and twenty-first century school reform. Um, we didn't miss a beat, fellas. We got right back into it. Me and Casey arguing, Crable intellectualizing things to the end the it's all. A, t-
2: a touch of patronizing robbie yeah. it's always it's always nice to see all of it I, I was happy we got to hear a casey like will you let me speak will you just let me finish <laughs> if you just let me
1: speak i could say it i didn't I, get uh, that
0: far i didn't get that no, far. No, you were close though. Uh, it's because well,
1: we, we didn't have a break yeah it was exhausting
0: uh, all right let's uh let's talk about the summer it's mid-june uh where are you two going? What are you doing, um, Mr. Crable, Mr. Siddons, I don't know if you know this. Mr. Crable is now officially—he's—he's—he's he's, he's moved up the swim club volunteer totem pole, and <laughs> what he does has that a, mean? he has a polo shirt oh, that he no. gets that he yeah. gets to wear because he's a starter. But you don't get to use a gun anymore.
1: No, it's you just a, push, a
0: It's just a beep, right?
1: Do You get discount on your pool fees. Uh, no, and then you know how much that stupid shirt was? Not worth it. Was, it. it was how like much was that thirty three dollars? Oh my <laughs>
0: god! god. I was
2: so
1: bitter. Is it Under
0: Armour? I was like,
2: no, it was like a. It was like the wicking, but it was like Gildan, you know? Gildan. Uh, I called Gildan. 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 Yeah, I was not super happy about that. So no, cool. it actually cost me money to do. So you were, so you were
1: told and you had to pay for it that's correct mm-hmm. yeah so apparently
0: apparently my wife is doing automation which is very fancy i guess that's just what do they do in automation will put the times in and stuff i think so yeah yeah and so
1: verify.
0: So, oh. so my wife likes that role because she gets to sit up on the balcony and be away from all the other humans at the pool during the swim meet yeah and she can just privately put in data uh but um mr crable's wife joined her on saturday morning at the automation table oh and mr crable's wife was very proud as she watched mr crable <laughs> traverse the deck in his polo she yeah. he, she was she was big like, look, big look man on deck
2: in his polo that's right that's right yeah a <laughs> lot of a lot of stares you know a lot of jealousy coming from the people but just a yeah. job a lot of love. You, for, you, a lot you of love. Telling people, wife?
1: were you telling people what to do? And like, hey, yeah, don't y- y- yelled
2: at some kids if they weren't still enough. You know, um, you can't bring glass in here. Yeah, yeah. No, the big in the starter world, which I've never done before, but I had to do a two-hour training to go <laughs> do. Yeah, uh, the big news was, you know, typically one would think of what do you say when you when you want kids to get in their starting stance? What would the starter say?
1: Okay. Take no. Oh, it's, you're asking. It's, an, it's a uh, question. Yeah. Okay. Get to your starting block. No, that's a horrible. Okay, Robbie okay. knows what they say. What, okay. what do you say? Okay,
0: take On your marks. Take, take your, your mark.
1: Sorry. Oh, <laughs> take your mark. Get that the set. big
2: one is now. It's no longer take your mark. Oh, what is it? It is take your marks.
0: Hmm? Take your marks.
2: Oh, plural. Yeah, plural.
0: plural. we're telling everybody ah, to take their marks. Yeah, their words are important, Mister. Yeah, we're the, not just talking about meaning. one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So that was right. that was the big the big scuttle.
0: Well, I'm, I'm proud of you because I think you're, 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 you've moved into that next phase of parenthood where you're <gasps> highly involved. Oh, uh, pretty it's, involved. It's, it, I mean, it's terrible. When do you get, um, when do you get to ease out? Uh, when you're about my age, 50. <gasps> oh, that's, wow. that's, that's a, that's a it, long way it, away. Crable, you have a solid decade ahead. Decade. Yeah. <sighs> it's 10 years that's a lot but it goes by really fast I mean right. you know Johnny's 19 true. it was like nine to nineteen. how old's Owen nine there you go oh that's why, why you I did the, I me? did the math seems like a lot yeah it's a lot it's a long time you're gonna be old um so where where we where are we going this summer Mr Siddons you got any any uh I'm flying math? to Vancouver
1: oh Vancouver eh yeah going up there then Oh, you need to talk to them hosers.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> whole fam?
1: Van- no, just me.
0: Just you? I got permission to go. Who are you going with? Are you lying? I can't tell if you're lying or not. Who you what, t-
1: what? My buddy who lives in Canada is going to be out in Vancouver. Your buddy from Ottawa? No, he's from Saskatoon. Oh, okay. And then Did you meet him on the Goethe trip? I did. And then another guy I met on the Goethe trip, he lives in Seattle, so I'm going to take a, a bus or something down there. When are you when are you going to Seattle? uh august 4th
0: broseph how long is this hall pass
1: uh it's like a week
0: what man okay that is tremendous
1: (laughs) i know you want to come
2: yeah dude invite me
1: yeah come on out all right uh when do you leave no seriously you should come
0: what are you what doing do you, in Vancouver? Uh, uh, gonna, am I sit? not invited? I'm over here. Am I I have no invited? idea. You, you'd, you'd I, invite yourself. Sitting
1: next to you on a plane, Dr. Dodd, might might be my nightmare. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it would be like. I know that you would be the worst plane <laughs> companion. <laughs> I
0: don't, that's unfair. When <laughs> the was the last line, time you were on a plane? The, 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 Robbie, a when was
2: what, legitimately when was the last time you were on a plane? He
1: flew down to, to, to the islands down there. January. Before okay, before that. Uh Pre-TSA. No, you went to Ireland. Oh, that was like
0: okay. 2012. That was t- 2006. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> was that, don't was that be, the last time? Don't, den- don't denigrate I, me. Um, when, what was the last time before uh, that? Uh, uh, the fall of 20. Okay. Right before the pandemic, I went to San Francisco for a conference. Ah, that's uh, right. That's right. I presented, remember? That's right. Era. Uh, it was not era. Era. <laughs> What the, uh all right, you've got me out. So so when are you going, Mr. I, I hold on, let's get back to this why I would be annoying uh, <laughs> on a plane. What what do you base that on?
1: Well, I just feel like you'd be, think I would you'd be uncomfortable. You I feel like you'd be uncomfortable the whole time. You're you're not a good flyer, I I suspect. Okay. Are you a good flyer?
0: Uh, I don't think I've ever really thought about it. I don't think I'm bad. I'm I'm a big reader. So oh, good, I just kind of okay. read I just gotta read the whole time.
1: You know what? I take it back. I, in the section for this podcast of apologies and Takes, take, backs, take backs and apologies. I take there it back. Go. I take it back. I was making yeah. a I was making assumptions and that was wrong. Disparaging for no reason. I, I'm actually
0: pretty chill on vacations. That's I'm good. Not, I'm not a I'm not um I can definitely relax and I will say that I'm fine on planes. the 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 getting on the getting off though i don't love airports they stress oh, see, me out. they, they the, do stress the most, me out
1: a little bit the most stressful thing for me is security i just I, I yeah no i don't like that either it gets me up to 11 and i'm just not having it yeah, it's not great yeah, it's,
0: um i am ba- actually going back to that same spot in the bahamas that last week's july oh, uh, the nice. four the four of us are are going and i'm gonna That's great i'm gonna go out with bonefish slick again and go bonefishing on the mangrove flats and in the exumas Um, so i'm excited about that. that's awesome and then then the last week of june uh oh yeah i might see a shark um the last week of june you know i'm gonna do my you guys you guys won't see me i'm gonna take off and do my solo fishing thing just drive into the mountains i'll be i'll probably be out in west virginia mr
1: nice that'd be great
0: out there in the smoke hole that's right Yep, uh, Mr. Graves, where are you guys going? You going down to Topsail? Yep, yep, going down
2: there uh, next. geez, next week? Yeah, less oh. than a week away. Very oh, excellent.
0: you're doing the you're doing yeah. the right out of school trip. Yeah,
2: yeah, Good job. Yeah, so looking forward to that. And then actually in August, we too are going to the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah, I was like, wait, what are you going? So we're, we are going to overlap.
1: Mr. Sid, I, am leaving on August one. <laughs> Sid, I, yeah. uh, we are coming out on August 2nd. Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: Um, and so we're flying in, we're driving down, uh, to Olympic for a couple of days. Nice cruising around there. I'll uh, be in
1: Seattle by August 4th or 5th. Eh, I won't be there.
2: I'll be on on the San Juan
1: Islands. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw those on the map, and I was curious as to why they're called the San Juan Islands. I need to do some research. Uh, San Juan de Fuca. Um,
0: sure. Yeah. Cool. San Juan River. Uh, San Juan Worm. Something. De Fuca very, is something
2: that, I don't know what that is. I just there's a very effective. There's
0: marine. a very effective fly called the San Juan Worm. Ooh, oh, there you go. The
1: good old San
2: Juan de Fuca. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. um anyway yeah so spend some days on this island and then come back to seattle so
0: nice touristing it's awesome so yeah. all five of you all five of us any yep. other friends or you guys are just it's just a it's just a um, fam trip
2: no no well uh one of my best friends from college moved right before the pandemic moved out to seattle okay um so been trying to kind of get out there and then jenna's half brother's brother put that together okay. uh also lives in yeah uh they share a half brother and uh he lives out there too so we'll see him as well
0: you're gonna you're gonna channel your your inner uh per cobain and pearl jam and you're gonna go <laughs> to the, the, the 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 cradle of grunge uh yeah
1: you're gonna visit we, the muddy banks of the wishka yeah we're, we're just gonna be tourists so whatever we want to do that's awesome yep. into it
0: that's and that's that's fantastic yeah. Uh, by the way, it was this month, 30 years ago, that my wife and I began dating again. Wow. Yep. That's yep. a long time. That's a long time. 30 years ago. Summer of 93. Wow. Yep. Crazy, huh? Jeez. And next year is my 30th year in public education, fellas.
2: mm. Yep. Is there something you can do at thirty years i don't remember i i can retire this time. <laughs> i can't, <laughs>
0: I can't really remember then. do i do i seem old enough to retire be honest you, with me no be you' really careful don't. but be no. honest no you really no don't.
1: absolutely not okay. yeah
0: right. I know isn't that crazy that you can be have done a career and and uh, of thirty years and still be relatively it's you'll be how old when you have thirty Crable? uh mid
2: fifties Right about right about your age. I think right we both age. kind of the same, like a couple years after yep. college, got into yep. education.
0: Same thing. So fifty-four, I think. Yep. yep. Okay. So you're you're sitting. I'll be fifty-three. Yeah, you'll be
1: okay. Spring no.
0: spring chicken. All right. Um that sounds great. So you'll be out in the Pacific Northwest. Um, you're going to Canada. I'm going to the Bahamas. It's gonna be a great summer. Yeah. Um oh, looking forward to it. Maybe we can get a show in in July. A let's let's try to do that. Let's do that. Let's do it. Do it? Man, I'm man. into that. Okay. Um and then we're gonna have a banner year next year. Uh we don't have a we don't have a game, do we, Mr. Siddons?
1: Uh no, we can save it for the next time. We just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that we're still doing the pod and we're okay. still the hottest education podcast on the earth.
0: Oh, we, yeah. We just we saying. are. Um I will I do want to give a shout out to Mr. Crable. It was was it was it the Ed Not, Ed's Not Dead email that um, our friend, loyal listener Luba, um, emailed you on about yep. talking about reading instruction? Yes,
2: our contact form actually works. <laughs> oh, that's
0: Yeah, I wondered about that. So it, We,
2: it, we she, get a decent amount of spam on it that I don't tell you guys about.
0: Uh, probably, to probably, this it's movie. probably gross.
2: No, no. it's. I mean, to be honest, it's all like education related, but it's just people that are... Like PIO, have, a pub, you know. they just have Yeah, they have like a publicist or whatever that just gets all education related gotcha. things and just spams us. It. Yeah. Okay. To try and try and get on, you know, various podcasts or magazines or whatever the case may be.
0: Well, uh, loyal listener Luba M um wants us, uh she has been listening since the since the since the very beginning of the show, six seasons. Um, she even subjects her children and husband to the show uh she wants us to talk about theories of reading instruction and um how kids learn to read and she talked a little bit in her email uh she's of um serbian descent she talked about um learning to read in serbia and how it was much much more straightforward in her language so luba That's yes awesome. we we will next season talk about reading. we none of us have the yeah um we need we need a guest. To yeah, we need help, help explain it
2: to
1: us. I we think. do, yeah.
0: Mr. Yes, Siddons, find a expert. find a find a find us a find an
2: expert, Casey. All
0: right, Come I'm on working
1: on it. I'm already okay. working okay. on okay. it. All right. Um, fun
2: fun fact before we go here about uh, the Ed's Not Dead website that I'm sure neither of you noticed. There was a brief period of time where it was no longer functioning because uh, I, somebody did not pay the dues. <laughs> oh, geez, dude.
1: <laughs> you somebody, somebody had
2: we in fact. It was so bad that I lost the domain name completely. Oh my God. <laughs> Jeez, I had to go through a whole thing and, like, <laughs> do, we, do we owe you like any like money? A, um, yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, you owe, you owe me lot. money too for like the, uh, the list stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <but laughs> I saw that expression just makes. When you, when when you don't true.
2: reply to the emails that they send you warning you about it, you can't just buy your domain name back. They put it into a public auction.
0: <gasps> oh okay yeah okay yeah so they so they they repossess it and then they they auction it it a premium to
1: to get it back okay damn all right
0: savage well good (laughs) i I was wondering the last time i was on it it was functioning so i guess i missed the the blackout uh the overtime window uh i was wondering whether we need to update our pictures on there i think so i think it's that time we look we look too young yeah i think we should yeah i think we should Hook up with that unvarnished photographer and get some new pics. No, yeah. no suits no suits go casual all right uh as always ed's not dead is brought to you by Ed's not dead media full service educational media company focusing on leadership instruction and 21st century school reform you can find us at the website the crable just paid the fee on um <laughs> ed's not dead.com and of course on twitter at Ed's Not Dead PC. Um, we'll be tweeting about this show, and uh, please, please, please spread the word about Ed's Not Dead. Uh, we'll be back and better than ever next season. It's a rough year this year, um, but fellas, it's always a pleasure. We'll, we'll, we'll drop a show in July, and uh, we'll see each other soon. All right. All right. For Casey and Peter, thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon.